Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. It's so great to have you along with us as we take a moment to take a look at the book. We're going to be looking at several passages of Scripture because we're not in a book study right now, but a subject study. What I hold in my hand is a series, a five-part audio series on CD entitled Angels and Prophecy. Do you know that the most used word in the book of Revelation is angels? You need to understand angels, how they were created, what their responsibility is today, how they will play into a Jewish person's life, a Christian person's life, and what about angels in the future? Well, that's what I cover in this five-part audio series on CD entitled Angels and Prophecy. We're going to take a moment and listen to Angels and the Jews, or at least a portion of it, and when we come back, I'll tell you how you can get your copy of Angels and Prophecy. But right now, let's listen and study how angels have an involvement in the last days with the Jewish people. Take your Bible now and turn to the book of Genesis, chapter 5. You're saying, I I think that uh, in Genesis 5, it's a genealogy. That's exactly right. I want us to look at genealogies just a moment. There are some very interesting things that you can learn from genealogies. And as we kick into the third study on angels, realizing that angels were created on the first day of creation between the time that God created the heavens and the earth because angels, Job 38, 7, were there to sing and shout joy when the earth was created. And then they fell before the fall of man in Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Lucifer, the most beautiful of all the angels, took one-third of those created angels. And by the way, they were only created one time. There are not more angels coming into existence. All the angels that have ever been and will ever be were created at that time. We don't become angels. Your granddaughter who may have died prematurely or some child of yours that went, they didn't become an angel. Angels are heavenly beings created the first day of creation, and all of them that were ever going to be able to be created were created at that particular time. And then we talked about now how angels, last time we were together, and uh, in particular, uh, under the control of Satan, who is the leader, commander-in-chief of the evil fallen angels, can dispatch them to do what he wants them to do. Before that, we looked at how God had established a theocracy under the delegated responsibility to Adam to have dominion over the earth, Genesis 1.28, and Satan knew that he had to be able to defeat God, so he moved in, caused man to sin, sin enters the world, now Satan becomes the power of this world and has control of it. When God then said, because you have done this, you'll crawl in the dust of the earth. And uh, what is going to happen is that from uh, the lineage or the descendants of Adam is going to come forth one who will crush your head. You'll bruise his heel, crucifixion, but he'll crush your head, making Satan uh, eternally inoperative in the bottomless pit, the lake of fire, forever and ever and ever. With that prophecy given, Genesis 3:15, Satan now says, I need another way of destroying that, so what I must do is contaminate the bloodline from Adam to Messiah. 
And so what he does, he enters in, Genesis chapter 6, the sons of God, noticed in uh, the book of Job chapter 1 verse 6, the book of Job chapter 2 verse 1, chapter 38 verse 7, and then twice in Genesis chapter 6, the sons of God referring to angels having sexual union or relationship with the daughters of man. So angels have, phys- have relationship with physical daughters of man, and uh, that contaminates the bloodline, except for eight that were not contaminated. Noah, his three sons, Shem, Ham, and Jepheth, and their wives. Now, why do I go? Oh, by the way, at that point in time, Satan realized he had been defeated once again. Plan number two had failed. So he institutes plan number three, and that's where he's going to send those angels in the first heaven, having fallen from the third heaven, their first estate, to their present habitation. He's going to send them to the earth and influence leaders, whether they be national leaders, whether they be organizational leaders, whatever kind of leadership may be of influence to other peoples on the earth, or even uh, ideologies. Those things are going to be influenced by satanic, demonic powers that come and we'll develop as we continue on uh, how these are these things are taking place even from Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against those principalities and higher places and so Satan institutes this plan now we're going to look at the tangible evidence of how angels are having control or have in the past are presently and in the future will have control of leaders of people human beings to cause them to do what Satan's plan would ultimately be, and that is to become God. But at this point in time, and he uses the Gentiles to do that, at this point in time, God is going to introduce to the human race, to the human family, Jews. I want you to notice in a a genealogy from Adam all the way to Noah, something that he writes here in chapter 5. Just look at it with me just for a moment. A couple of things I want to pull out. We're not going to study the genealogy all that much, but look at this. Chapter 5, verse 1. This is a book of the generations, or the descendants of Adam. In the day that God created man in the likeness of man, made he him. Male and female created he them, and blessed them, and called their name Adam in that day when they were created. And Adam lived a hundred and thirty years and begot a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. And the days of Adam after he begot Seth were eight hundred years and he begot sons and daughters. And all the days that Adam lived were nine hundred and thirty years and he died. Verse 6, and Seth lived 105 years and begot Enos. Now, you can continue to read through Genesis chapter 5 and notice something. Adam had many sons and daughters. The first one he had was Seth. And the one that Genesis 5, that genealogy is going to follow, is the line from Adam to Seth and on down the line. Enos and it's going to continue on along, and it's going to move along till it comes down. Uh, look here in verse 9, and Enos uh, lived 90 years, and, and then he begot someone. And continuing on, look over here in verse 21. Oh, uh, actually in verse 19, and Jared lived after he begot Enoch. Enoch, who walked with God, was on the earth and then was in the heavenlies. Verse 21, and Enoch lived 65 years, and he begot Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begot Methuselah. Verse 23, and all the days of Enoch were 360 and five years, and Enoch walked with God. Verse 25, and Methuselah lived 
187 years and begot Lamech. And then Methuselah died. And Lamech, who lived a certain period of time, begot Noah. So what he is doing is tracing from Adam to Noah. Because remember, the book of Genesis chapter 6 says Noah was perfect. He didn't have the contamination of his bloodline. Now, the flood takes place, and the reason for the flood was because of the contaminated bloodline. Only ones perfect were uh, Noah and his three sons and their wives. Look at chapter 10 now of Genesis. Chapter 9, uh, the command is given to Noah and his three sons to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth, verse 1. Chapter 10, here's another genealogy. Now, these are the generations of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Jepheth, and unto them were sons born after the flood, and then the sons of Jepheth, and those that were born unto him. And uh, then look at verse 6, and the sons of Ham, and those born unto him. Verse 21, and the sons unto Shem also, the father of all the children of Eber. And it goes on down. And so now we start to see the genealogy, not from Adam to Noah, but from Noah, and it's going to continue on to Shem, who's going to be the line by which the Messiah is ultimately going to come. It's also going to be the line by which the Jewish people are going to come into existence. Shem, go over to chapter 11 now. Another genealogy. You see, it, it starts out here very wide, and it starts narrowing down so that there will be a perfect bloodline to Messiah. God saw that his bloodline was contaminated. He destroys everybody except those that had not been contaminated, those that were perfect. And now he starts laying out. He doesn't lay out everybody was born in these genealogies. The very first one, Genesis 5, and Adam had many other children. He lived over 800 years. He could have a lot of children. Doesn't bring their genealogy out. But chapter 11 now, look at verse 10. Now these are the generations of Shem. See, it's narrowed from Adam to Noah, now to Shem. These are the generations of Shem. And it goes ahead to read through there. You can read it. We'll not take time to all the names. But look at verse 26, Genesis chapter 11. And Terah lived 70 years and begot Abram. And he talks about that. And so now in chapter 11, we've narrowed it to Abraham. Now that's in chapter 11. Chapter 12, we see call of Abraham out of Ur of the Chaldees. We'll get back to that in a moment. But notice quickly, keep your finger there and we'll come back. Go over to Matthew chapter 1 just a second. Angels and Prophecy is what we've been listening to. It was one portion of a five-part audio series on CD entitled Angels and Prophecy, and we were focusing in on how angels play a role with Jews in the last days. In fact, in the first coming of Jesus Christ, there was a lot of angelic activity. Well, when Jesus Christ comes the second time, angels will play a key role as well. Remember, I told you earlier that angels, that word, or its plural, is used more than any other word in the book of Revelation. If you'd like to have your copy, go to our website, www.prophecytoday.com, and you can make your order there, or you can call our toll-free number, 877-674-3298. Easy way to remember that is 8-PROPHECY-8, 877-674-3298. Make that call and order your copy of Angels and Prophecy. By the way, I am so thrilled that you're studying prophecy with us. Let me just continue to remind you that the next main event in God's calendar of activities is the rapture of the church. And you know what? That could happen 
even before I conclude this sentence. Well, having said that, nothing left for me to say except let's keep looking up until...